It is your Classic Metal Show right here on the ClassicMetalShow.com. Kicking off the show tonight, we heard something from my favorite Anthrax release, Sound White Noise, with only, if only, we weren't pussies. And uh, there's uh, Cinderella with uh, Tom Kiefer on lead vocal there with Somebody Save Me! Save Me! And the savior of us all, the guy with good sense, my good friend and partner, Chris Aiken. What's going on, Chris? What, is something? happening today in the world oh is my god it's armageddon it's zombie apocalypse all this because eric farentino's left bow wow wow <laughs> yes that's, that's exactly the reason why <laughs> i knew it was big news i didn't realize that eric leaving the band would shut down the entire fucking world it's shut down the internet and everything involved <laughs> how can that be it's a good thing we caught him yeah before- the band yeah we caught the eric virus before he left the building that's right (laughs) people are dicks (laughs) what a bunch of cowardly fucking pussies we have in this country yeah i know my god (laughs) i know but that's our media that drives that uh, fear it's the media who's watching this shit though Oh, it, you know, again, it's the same people who uh, who are addicted to social media and, and believe everything that's on there. Oh, my God. The, the level of fear everybody has. Yeah. You know, my God, the whole. OK, let's just say for the sake of argument that you went to work Friday, right? Yeah, I worked all week. OK, so let's just say for the sake of argument, you got the virus. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Are you going to die? No. Probably not, right? Yeah. The the probability of dying from this thing is like less than 1%. What has, what has greater odds? You dying from the virus that you may have caught at work Friday or you driving to work on Monday if you still have to? What, 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 what has a greater chance of killing you? The drive? Oh, the drive. Absolutely. Yeah. So just stop with this horse shit. You know, if it gets to a point where, you know, where it's 1540s black plague type shit, all right, then then we got a different thing to fucking worry about. Right now that you got a couple people with the fucking flu and a zillion people overreacting, calm the fuck down everybody. Yeah. Jesus. Well, if you if you uh, you know, do a little of research, real research, not listen to the hysteria. The, the we we are a nation of 350 million people Mm -hmm. and so far there's been a little over 1500 cases in the entire nation reported 1500 it isn't even enough to fill up the house of blues oh see i'm not looking at any of that stuff and i'm gonna tell you why because they don't have any way to know yeah well that part part is true but what i'm trying to say here is that what they do know and yeah. the number of fatalities from it, mm-hmm. what there's been like 39 fatalities nationwide. Something 39 something. No. more people died in car wrecks today than died from this thing today. That's what I'm saying. You know, I'm not even going to look at stats because everything on every news thing, social media, platform, website, everything, it's all fucking nonsense. It's all fucking nonsense because we haven't tested everybody. You know, you could say that there's 0% if I test me and my son and neither of us have it. Well, there's 0% in our area. So, you know, you could do that. And if you test one of one, there's 100% in somebody else's area. Yeah. You know, 
the the testing is bullshit. So stop with the fucking testing numbers. Do it this way. When your grandmother is laying there dead, then you know somebody, then worry about it. Yeah. Until you know people that are dead, don't fucking worry about it. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well, regard regardless of that, if you're not in the uh, danger category, high risk category, and they say that the average age of people that have, who uh, have succumbed to this after contracting it are yeah. 69 years and older, and they've had they've had some underlying respiratory health issues. Mm-hmm. So if you're a if you're a wheezing old man with emphysema, at 70 plus years old, yeah, you might be in a high risk group. If you're a you know if you're a fairly healthy person and you get it, you'll you'll be fine in a in in a in a few days. Yeah, I, I'm just, I don't care. If it kills me, it kills me. But again, I personally not afraid to die. So what the fuck ever, you know, and plus I live at home. So you you know how this changed my life? None, <laughs> not any. Yeah. You know, I still, you know what I did Thursday and Friday? The same as I did Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. The same exact thing. I didn't change shit. I still sent out my social media to fucking try and get a couple of non-scared pussies into fucking pinball PA. I still did. I still built some websites. I still did my job. And and then I watched movies. I watched star Wars and I watched, um, 1917. Right. You know, it's like, go, go fuck yourself with your fucking diseases. Yeah. Well, those, those of you who are heavy smokers and, uh, you know, have basically trashed your lungs. If you, you know, get it, well, there's, there's a high probability something might happen to you. (laughs) <laughs> if it does, it does. You knew it going in. <laughs> Nobody puts a nicotine dick in their mouth thinking, oh, no, I couldn't get cancer. Yeah. No one does that. Yeah. So, you know, cancer, SARS, coronavirus, whatever. We all live our life at some level of risk, except for you. Right. All the rest of us live at some level of risk, whether it's drinking too much, partying too much, smoking weed, driving drunk, whatever it is. <laughs> We all do stupid shit and we all put our lives at risk a whole lot. Yeah. So running around crying about toilet paper and not being able to find Purell, you're a fucking douche. <laughs> That's true. It's just fucking so stupid. I agree. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not even against people that if you're legitimately afraid, I, I, I'm going to say this in honesty. If you're legitimately afraid, that's fine. Fair enough. You bought the hype. You're scared. So be it. Good. But don't try to tell me or anybody else what to fucking do. Just stay home. What is that? What's the current term? Self, uh, self-appointed social distancing yeah, or something so, like so, that. Yeah, Social distancing. Yeah. If that's what you feel you need to do because you're a big fucking puss or because you're not a pussy, but because you have legitimate concerns about your health and well-being and the well-being of your family, if that is what you have, then fucking go ahead and do that. But stay off the goddamn social media telling people, well, this is the way it is, man, (laughs) because it's what I believe. And the same with the other way. If you think it's all bullshit, same thing. Stop trying to convince people. Live your own fucking life. Yeah. That's it. Just live your fucking life. If the guy next to you is afraid, let him be afraid. Okay, you fuck. Just look at him go, okay, pussy. Good for you. I'm going to the bar. Right. 
the guy at the bar isn't afraid and he gets sick and dies, go, okay, brave soul, you're dead. <laughs> and stop worrying about every other motherfucker in this goddamn world. Jesus. Right. Fucking self-righteous cocksucking fuck faces. Shut up. <laughs> well, it's the same. It's the same uh, global warming people. Oh, I hate them all. Yeah. All of them. Both sides of this argument. I hate them all. Yeah. If you're on social media, if you've written more than a paragraph about this on, on any social media platform, you're a dick. <laughs> you're a dick unless you have fucking PhD or above behind your name in fucking infectious diseases. You're a dick. You're just a dick because you don't know shit. You're a fucking carpenter. You're a plumber. You're a guy that sells shoes. You're anything but a fucking scientist. So shut the fuck up. God damn it, I hate fucking people. I I hate people more today than I've ever... We say it all the time. We hate them more each week. Right now, I wish the goddamn meteor would just hit. Yeah. So we... Done. Just be done with this. No more classic metal show. No more entertaining. No more shit. Just... And dead. Because that's what 99% of us need is dead. Yeah. Because we're all a bunch of flaming faggot pussies. <laughs> Every last one of them. Right. Fuck off. It's going to be a fun show. Yeah, I can tell. I'm all kinds of angry. <laughs> angry Aiken strikes again. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely pissed off. Yeah. Pissed off about the virus. I'm pissed off more because I'm losing money out of fucking stupid fear. Yeah. You know. You know, I lost $3,000 so far in three days. How'd you do? I did fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I lost 1500 on my fucking now Bandian trip. I'm losing 1500 so far today at Pinball PA. It's a fucking glorious night. Yeah. Just fucking glorious. Yeah. It's only money, right? Well, that's it. You know what? And that's the real point of it. I've been telling my partners at Pinball PA this all week. Not going to worry about it. You know, I'm in the same boat as everybody else. You know, if, if the guy that owns my lease doesn't like that he doesn't get his full money, you know what? Here's a dick. Go ahead and suck because you're not getting any. You're, you're going to get what I give you, you know, considering the whole goddamn world's a bunch of fucking pansy pussies afraid to go out of their house except to buy toilet paper. Exactly. Fucking assholes. Yeah. Well... <laughs> It certainly has been an interesting uh, couple of days, uh, you know, where the uh, where the nation is concerned and everybody's worry and, and you know, uh, what uh, the Trump administration has been trying to do to, to stave off any real, you know, economic damage uh, for this country. But, boy, watching that stock market shoot up 2000 points in a matter of 45 minutes was something. Yeah, that was that was the first time I've watched a press conference of Trump, a full one from yeah. start to finish, since he started, since he announced he was going to run for president. Because I really just have not given a shit. And like I texted you, he was kind of nervous at first. He came off; you could tell he was he was feeling the pressure of yeah, of course, you know. And and there were definitely things I wish he wouldn't have done, even though the one made me laugh. I wish he wouldn't have taken the shot at Obama, although it did, it did make me laugh when he did it. But it was like, all right, dude, you're trying to tell people to, you know, that this is bad and it's, you know, it's serious and it's a crisis. And at the same time, oh, 
they did terrible with SARS. Terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I think, I, and again, I understand where he was coming from with that. It was just like, you guys didn't panic like this when SARS was around, and it's just as bad, if not worse. That was one of those times, you have to admit, he should have just held it. Yeah, he I, I agree. I, I agree, but but I think he was trying to, you know, draw the uh, parallel that people weren't flipping out like they were doing this, yeah. you know. Oh. Well, no, because they had they had the Messiah in the office. Oh, yeah. So if, it, if it was meant to be, it was God's will. Right, God's of course. Obey, you know, so, I, I don't know. You know, it, it is what it is. It just, it, it's a fucking nightmare. We're all going to sit home for two fucking weeks. You know, it's a it's a perfect time for people to do new stuff, whether it's watching new movies, discover new podcasts, watch new TV shows, watch old TV shows, you know, just do stuff that you haven't been able to do in a while. Yeah, get your taxes done. Get your taxes done. You know, I built an app today for the fucking um, for the Amazon Fire Stick. I didn't know how to do it, but I had nothing but time. Right. So I sat down in front of my computer and looked it up and built an app, you know, and it's that kind of stuff. You can be, you can be a slug that sits there whining on fucking social media about, well, if this doesn't go away soon, we're going to have a national emergency and the national guy, you can worry about all that shit all you want. And you can vent about that shit all you want. Or you could just go do something. Go be constructive. And if it turns out to be a waste of time, it's no more of a waste of time than the social media shit. Right. But if it doesn't, and I'll use me learning how to do the app today as an example, I did this app thing today just because I had time. Right. That I ever have. I now, once this bullshit is over, if it does indeed finish, I now have a new skill that I will sell with Aiken IT Services. Sure. I will absolutely start marketing. Hey, do you need an app for your Amazon Fire Stick, your Amazon Fire Cube? Sure, two grand. Come on. You know, and I'll take their money and I'll build them an app. I'll use it to make more money. That's that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take dead time to improve yourself. So improve yourself or improve your life. You know, just st stop whining on fucking social media like it's important. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Somebody agreeing with you, a thumbs up, pal, or a heart on social media means nothing. Means nothing. It means a whole lot less than doing what you're supposed to do. Did you call family this week once this kicked off just to make sure everybody's okay? No. I did. I didn't. You know, I, I did, I, you know, just because, you know, and it was a good thing I did because, like, with my mom, I called her and was, you know, called her to make sure she had everything she needs. And she hadn't thought about going through her medicine to, you know, stock up on her meds. So, you know, she's old. She takes meds. So, you know, that was a good reminder to kind of say, hey, you know, be prepared, be vigilant. But that's it. I, I didn't call her and say, Mom, what are we going to do? <laughs> the world's going to end. Yeah. Well, I, I do. I am going to call my dad tomorrow because it is his birthday. So I'll call him because it is his birthday. Right. And and you'll probably remind us, hey, make sure you're doing, you know, what you need to do. But you won't you won't be like, oh, my God, Dad, I got to come home, Dad, because I don't think I can survive without you holding my shoulder and telling me you love me. Right. Oh, the neediness of these jerk offs online. <laughs> is astounding yeah 
they're, they're, I, I won't say the guy's name because I do like this guy. I consider him a friend and I know he listens to, so he's probably not going to like that. I'm going to bring this up. Sure. But there, I have a friend and he, that's surprising in itself. I know it is, but <laughs> he, he has a, he has a kid and his kid is a special needs kid. Okay. Retarded kid, Down's kid. All right. And his, he was, he's all pissed off about everybody overreacting. Yeah about the thing because they canceled the ceremony for his kids, whatever. And his kid is upset, not because of anything else, but it's, it's that 100% selfish reason. And it's like, everybody's like that right now. It'll it'll get rescheduled. Yeah. And of course it'll get rescheduled And, and some things may not, but you know what? Sitting there whining about it. You know, he went on social media with probably 20 posts about this. fucking. <laughs> wow. That's a little excessive. Don't you think I mean, just over and over see what, and, and it was all see what you guys did. You overreacting babies. And, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you ruined it, my day. You ruined my son's event, you know, and it's just like, dude, calm down. If, if the problem is everybody is like that dude. Everybody is reacting with their, how it affects them only. And they're spreading it out. Like it affects everybody the same way. Look, I lost, like I said, I lost $3,000 so far this week. I'm going to lose another thousand dollars tomorrow. You know, I know that I know that. And then next week, if this thing doesn't start to clear up, I'm going to lose another three, $4,000 next week. You know, that's $6,000 out of my pocket. That fucking fast. Now I could sit here and whine about it all fucking day. I could sit here and be like, ah, the world, you pussies, you faggots, you know, whatever. (laughs) And you know what? It's going to change. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all will be changed. So you just have to kind of suck it up, move forward and do it, but stop whining. Everybody, whatever side you're on, whether you're on the Neely side of the, don't give two shits. It's bullshit. Whether you're on the Nancy Pelosi side of the world is going to end. It's just a matter of minutes now, or whether you're on the Chris Aiken side of really don't give a fuck. I'm not afraid of death. Anyway, wherever you fall in that spectrum, it's not worth getting upset about. Nope. It's just not. So move forward. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Well, anyway, it it, it's, it just show, goes to show me mm-hmm. what this nation has become and what I need to be prepared for in case something really bad happens. Right. That That's all it proved to me is that this is such a minor thing. And the reaction of people just goes to show me that I need to be more prepared. Well, you've got that 357. That's about what you need. Well, it's a 44. I got a nine. I got a 45. <laughs> so, and I got plenty of ammo. Two fisted, ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> ready to, ready to defend myself if need be. Of course. I will say I cleaned my guns today. Oh, that's good. That was my, um, that was my, um, chore of the day was I pulled them out, pulled out the old cleaning kit and got to work to yeah. dis disassembled put you know put some grease on where it needed to be greased up a little bit did some cleaning put it back together rocking 
There you go. Ready to kill. I mean to defend. <laughs> Locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. Exactly right. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Well, needless to say, I was out on the road last weekend. You were. I was out on the road last weekend. And uh, of course, through it somehow. Yeah, I did get through it. All of us got through it somehow. How did none of you get sick and die? I don't know that answer. I think it was because John had so much Purell that I think uh, <laughs> we we were all protected. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is definitely a, a germaphobe, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we uh, I, I took off out of Chicago um, Friday morning. I, I flew to Atlanta. Right. And got a connector and flew over to uh, Gulfport, Mississippi, because mm-hmm. the first show was in Biloxi, which is right next to Gulfport. And it was kind of cool because I got off the plane and, you know, I'm carrying my my bag and got off the plane. I'm walking down the the, uh, you know, the escalator there from from getting away from the plane and going out to the ground uh, level services and. There's a guy from the Hard Rock Hotel holding his uh, little sign up there with Neely on it. All right. <laughs> and so uh, there he is with the Hard Rock Hotel van, specifically there to pick me up. The Neely van. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I come off the come off the plane, and there's my chauffeur. Nice. Waiting for me with the uh, with his sign and his Hard Rock van that says Hard Rock uh, Hotel and Casino on the side. All right, nice. So, of course, you know, in, in uh, uh, you know, chauffeur fashion, of course, he took my bag and, you know, walked me out to the van and opened my door. And, you know, so I was like VIP rocker guy. First class. It was. So uh, took took me over to the casino, which was actually very nice. Uh, I hadn't been, I was, I had been to uh, Biloxi years and years ago. Okay, but in the area where this hotel was, it's one of those kind of touristy areas, and it's you know right along the coast. Sure, and uh, actually very nice, very nice casino. So I got there, and uh, you know, uh, got checked in, and and the the lady at the desk, you know, she was like extremely, uh, uh, what do you want to call, helpful. You know, oh, Mr. Neely, it's good to see you. The rest of the band is here. We've got your room all ready for you, you know, and that whole thing. So, uh, so they, you know, they gave me the, the key to the room, you know, the little card key. And then she says, oh yeah, I got this envelope in the back here for you. So she hands me this envelope and it's all full of coupons and shit like that. Free drinks and (laughs) you know, food coupons and things like that. You know, I was just like, what is this? And she goes, oh, that's all your accommodations. That's all your coupons and things. Thank you. I I was just like, all right. I didn't even use a one of them. (laughs) So I I go up to, I go up to the room and uh, it's a big King suite. Okay. Very nice. Very nice King suite. It was just like, wow, this is, this is pretty nice. And Didn't even go to the show after that. You just want to hang out there. <laughs> exactly. So I get in the room there and they've got the TV on and they have their own channel, the Hard Rock Cafe channel. Right. And and all it does is, you know, basically play classic rock. Okay. You know, so it's already playing in the room while the lights are on and the TV's on and everything's just ready. Nice. So I walk in there and get uh, get settled in and whatnot and... um you know, I was just like, all right, this this is pretty cool. 
So they treated uh, you well, man. They treated you well. Yeah, they did. It was very nice. Very nice. So, uh, you know, I, I got a hold of Don and uh, I, they were at sound check because okay. I, I got in like at two thirty or three o'clock and they were all at sound check. And so he's just like, yeah, you know, why don't you, you know, come down to the room about, uh, you know, about seven o'clock and, uh, you know, help, you know, help get me ready and whatnot. So, you know, I had a couple hours just kind of sack out on the bed there and take a little nap and, you know, just get refreshed. Sure. And uh, so I went down uh, at seven and, you know, Don was in his room and, you know, he's he's doing a lot better. His left hand works, uh, you know, pretty good. He just doesn't have the strength in it, but all of his fingers work and his right hand is moving. It's not as it's not as uh, mobile as his left hand, but he still has movement in his right hand. So for those of you who have any concern, he's he's getting better. He's recovering. That's good. Yeah. So, so he just doesn't have the, he has the dexterity, but not the strength. Okay. You know, so, so I had to help him get his, get his shirt on and get his coat on and pull his boots on and things like that, you know, tried to get him ready. And he was, says, uh, yeah, you know, uh, my, one of my sound guys, uh, his name is D Dinko. I, I met this guy years ago. He goes, yeah, D lives in the area. It's his birthday. He and his chick want to come down. Uh, meet us for a drink before the show. So, right. I, so I, uh, I, he goes. So we're gonna go down to the to the main, uh, you know, to the casino. They had a big, huge bar there, like a bar lounge type thing. So, okay. so Don and I went down, and as soon as we get off the elevator, Don, 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 you know, immediately, all these fans coming up. Nice. And, uh, want, you know, of course, the, uh, immediately what they want to do is shake hands. Of course. And, and of course, his right hand is not mobile. And, and it's just like, yeah, sorry, bro. I can't sh- Can you sign this record? I can't sign anything. I can't hold a pen with my right hand. You know, I'm right-handed. Oh, can I get a picture? And then some guy comes up, grabs Don's right hand and, and, you know, squeezes it. Ugh. And and I'm just like, dude, dude, take it easy. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, I, yeah. I was just so excited, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so so Don was like, that's cool. That's cool. Well, let me grab a picture. Let me grab a picture. So he grabs a picture, puts his arm around Don's shoulder, gets a picture. And once I take the picture, then he slaps Don on the back and says, thanks. <laughs> oh, good. That's good because he had spinal surgery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he nice. had spinal surgery. He's like, ow. Nice, nice oh, dude, job, I'm Dick. so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I've never seen people so nervous and excited at the same time. And it's like, thanks a lot, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we made our way through the crowd there over to the bar and found D over there and his chick. And, we, you know, we sat down and we're, we're just having a couple of uh, cocktails real quick before the show. And, you know, right. one by one, the CMS fans start showing up. <laughs> so uh it was kind of interesting because uh, a few of our fans were there waiting and it's like oh my god you know i i heard you were gonna be here and here you are oh wow it's, it's amazing it was amazing so i want to say uh hey to to greg and pete and of course a good friend Corey davies they were all there wow and uh you know a couple couple guys were buying us uh some drinks and stuff and, it always makes it worthwhile. Yeah, right? just chit-chatting with us, so I appreciate that. So it was cool to see the CMS fans out. 
So I wanted to thank those guys for coming out and saying hello and, you know, supporting the show and all that kind of stuff. Sure. But, uh, of course, this was the first uh, show of the uh, of the three-day tour, which, you know, uh, they haven't performed together since uh, October. Right. And uh, they did really well. I was really surprised. Don uh, made it through the whole show without having to sit down. He was really concerned that he was going to be a little wobbly. All right. And uh, he made it through the whole show, didn't feel like he needed to sit down at all. And uh, it was very interesting because, uh, you know, this this is a, a joint tour with uh, George Lynch. Right. And uh, George was there, of course, and Robbie Crane is playing with him as well as um, uh, that drummer. What's his name? Um, can't think of it. it. Drummer for who? For uh, he, he's, he's sort of a, yeah, who's who's playing with Lynch right now? Um, Let's see. It would, According to Wiki, it is Brian Teachy. It is Brian Teachy, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'd never seen Brian live before. Okay. But that guy likes to drum. You didn't see him with White Snake? Uh I'm trying to think was the last time I saw White Snake was like 2000 and during the uh, Judas Priest tour. I think he was I think he might have been drumming with them. I I, I don't remember. I thought that was Aldrich. Might have been. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he was with White Snake at that point. These guys are all interchangeable at this oh, point. Oh, I know. I know, but boy, I tell you what, uh Tichi that guy throws in more more fills than ne- are necessary. Did he try and sell you on his Silverthorn project? No, I didn't. I didn't even really get to talk to him that much. But okay. but just just to, all I'm going to say is he's a great drummer. Oh yeah, but but he's an over drummer. He just kind of kind of overdoes it, you know. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was interesting to watch that, and uh, you know, and what was you know. The the fun part, I guess, for me and watching it was uh, John up there just ripping away through the docking set and, right. then, and then introducing George and George coming out and playing. It, it's it's interesting to see those two play back to back. OK, you know, because obviously John does a fantastic job with the original material mm-hmm. and then George since he, you know, does his own thing, his own way, uh, listening to the difference between George and listening to the difference between John, it's, it's almost the same, but just a little bit different. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting to, to see, but cause John's plays more spot on like the record. Yeah. And George plays a little more with the live feel. George feels he owns the material so he can do what he wants with it while well, John's just renting it. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, you know, when you rent a house, you can't tear it apart. But when you own it, you can do whatever the fuck you exactly. want. Exactly. Exactly. Same thing. Same, same attitude. Yeah. So, uh, you know, watching George go up there and, and play three songs at the end and, uh, you know, seeing the chemistry there, it was a, actually a better show than uh, the reunion shows back in 2016. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I, I, I was like, wow, if you guys had done this in 2016, that would have been a much better show. Sure. But they seemed a little more relaxed, like it was just fun. It, okay. it wasn't like the pressure was on to really perform or do well and whatever. It was just like, hey, here's our good friend, old friend, George. And George got up there and just played and Don seemed to be in good, 
good uh, spirits and everybody seemed to be having fun and the fans seemed to enjoy it. So you could just feel the energy. Well, it's probably because it's a, you know, it's an add on. It's not a full show. True. You know, they're doing their full show. Plus they also know that they're going to do what? 30 or 40 shows or yeah, whatever. Yeah. This summer. Yeah. Through the, through so, December, they'll be playing together all year. So, you know, basically, basically there's not as much pressure as there was you know, with the reunion thing, there was what six shows and no rehearsals. So they were probably all tense. Yeah. And you could tell the difference. Yeah. You could definitely tell the difference. It's funny though, because George looks like he aged about 75 years <laughs> since the reunion. That is true. That part that, is true. That white hair. He looks so old. Yeah, it, It's all gray. It's, it's less white and more gray. And it's like, dude, fucking get that hair club for men or whatever that, what is that stuff that that you put in your hair? Oh, yeah. Grecian formula. Shin formula. Yeah. George needs to get that and slowly comb his hair back to back to brown or yeah. something. Yeah, I agree, too. Yeah, he, he <laughs> does. He does look old. He, he looks 20 years older than he is. Yeah. Well, that that's from all the tanning, you know, the tanning and the gray hair. Not a, mm. not a good combo. <laughs> no. So it's any- weird. what's weird seeing him smaller. Yeah, he he definitely is a lot thinner. He is you know, way thinner. Yeah, I mean, compared to you know, fifteen years ago when he was you know All allegedly up. shooting the roids, you know, he was huge. I yeah, mean, he was a he was a big guy then, and now he's like regular guy. Yeah, he he's he's pretty pretty frail, pretty thin. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, to to see them play and and you know just tear it up just for fun, right? I mean, you could definitely. Uh, tell it tell the difference right yeah so the next uh the next day we uh we got taken out to the airport had to catch a plane uh out to dallas and make a switch there and then go to el paso okay and and this was a uh, indian casino right and um you know it was a free show and you know open to the public so you know there were quite a few people there why was it free because it's a casino it was an outdoor, like in the parking lot type thing. Oh, okay. So, so they, it was open to the public. It was free. Anybody could come. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it had a good crowd, but right. here, here's the funny thing being that this is an Indian casino. So, so we get to the venue and since it's an outdoor show, the, the dressing room is a tent, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a big tent set outside there and they got tables and chairs and things in there. But nearly, nearly at a casino, it's called a teepee. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. <laughs> so we walk into the, the teepee. That's our, that's our dressing room. Right. And over on the table is a table of nothing but booze. I mean, uh, there was gentleman Jack Tito's vodka, uh, uh, the, what do you want to call it? Oh, tequila, just you know, just every type of booze you could think of was on this table. Was there a big sign over it that said "Chris Aiken, welcome"? <laughs> well, it was just like, what the hell is this? You know. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, Don took the Don took the uh, Jack off the rider. There was, okay. you know, there was no booze in the dressing rooms at all. Don took everything off the rider, so that was that was cool. You know, if we were if we wanted a cocktail or something, we'd have one or two inside the venue but as right. far as having thing anything in the dressing room we didn't have anything 
You don't want to get all fucky where you can well, yeah. stand it up. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. So we walk in there and there's all this booze. It's like, what the hell is this? You know, they had this Don Julio shit and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, uh, uh, we're just kind of standing there, you know, and, and, um, nobody's touching it. It was just like, what is, what is this here? Because, uh, Chris McCarville doesn't drink. Right. Don, Don's not drinking on this tour, you know, as far as like having cocktail in the dressing room. Right. You know, you know me, I don't really drink that much. Mm-hmm. And John, if he drinks, he probably has one. Right. You know, so Robbie Crane, uh, George Lynch mob was on stage and, and, uh, they came off the stage and, uh, Oni's with them, which is interesting because I, uh, you know, I thought Oni was done with Lynch mob, but now he's back. Oh, that was two weeks ago. Now he's back. <laughs> so they got off the stage and, and, uh, we were before Dawkins went on, uh, Robbie come over into the dressing room area and he goes, is that your rider? <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's like, no, that cause Robbie doesn't drink either. Okay. And it's like, no, but you help yourself. He goes, nah, dude, I don't drink. He said, I don't drink anymore. I don't do that anymore. But he goes, holy shit. I don't think I've seen that much booze in one place. <laughs> you know, nice. so, uh, you know, the, so George and, uh, Oni came over and they said, you know, what's, what's with all the booze? You know, it's like, I don't know. It's, you know, so the, the, the tribal chief guy was over there and he goes, Oh, help, you know, help yourself, help yourself. You know, it's like, Oh, okay. So they <laughs> broke, they broke open that Don Julio and they started doing all the shots. Nice. Well, we went up on the stage, Dawkins was performing. And, um, they played their set and then, uh, you know, George came up on stage to play and he, he puts on his guitar and he starts ripping into some song. Nobody even knows. (laughs) So, so, uh, Chris McCarville and, and, uh, BJ Zampa, they're sitting there looking and Don's like looking over at George, like, what are you doing? Right. And so he's up there just ripping away, just, you know, and, and so Don walks over, he goes, um, this is kiss of death. Oh, oh, sorry. I had a couple of cocktails. I had a couple of drinks. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> so then he started ripping into kiss of death and they did their three songs. They did when heaven comes down and kiss of death. And, uh, I think they did lucky. Okay. You know? Kinda... Yeah. And, uh, it, it was fun. It was fun watching it, you know? So we got off the stage and, uh, we're just kind of standing around there talking to everybody, uh, behind the stage there. Well, mm-hmm. I see Oni off by himself, just kind of standing off by himself. All right. And you asked me if I could get the video IDs for the CMS TV as well as pinball yeah. PA. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I walk over there and I walk up to Oni and I'm just like, Hey Oni, what's going on? Oh my God, that guy was fucking trashed. <laughs> he, he was trash. He goes, Hey, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> hey friend. Yeah. And so I started, I was just like, Oh, I said, uh, you know, great show. Good to see you again. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see you too, man. Good to see you. You know? And I was just like, well, I was going to ask you to do a video ID for me, you know, but I, I could see that, uh, you know, you're kind of in another place. Yeah, I don't do that stuff anymore, dude. I don't do anything like that. <laughs> okay. He goes, I, I just lay low, man. I don't I don't endorse anything. I don't do IDs. I don't do interviews, nothing. I don't do any of that anymore. 
All right. <laughs> he goes, I, I just try to live a peaceful existence, man. It's just peace, peace and love, just peaceful existence. Nice. All right. I was just like, all right. I said, well, you know, I just was hoping maybe you'd do an ID for me. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow with you or something. Ah, dude, no. He goes, now, what, what is your show again? I said, yeah, classic <laughs> metal show. You've been on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't know. How many people do you reach? Oh, I, Jesus. I said, right. oh, I said, oh, about 40,000. I said, we've been around almost 25 years. Uh, you yeah. know what? You know, catch me tomorrow. I, I might do it then. Oh, good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I Mark said, your calendar. Mark your calendar. The great Oni Logan will speak to you when he's sober. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, I, I went over and talked to George for a minute. And, yeah, he was feeling no pain. He wasn't trashed like Oni, but he, he had a few. Nice. And, and uh, Brian Tichy, he had a few. So they were, they were all shooting that, uh, that tequila. Right. And, and, uh, um, uh, who was it? Dude? I think, um, I think Chris McCarvel said, did you taste any of that? I said, no, I, I said, I haven't tasted. He goes, he goes, are you going to have any? I said, I, you know, that's really not my thing. Right. But, but, but I went and poured just a, a thimble full, literally a thimble full okay. just to taste it. It was actually really good, but you know, it's just not my thing. I mean, I, I, tasted it that's about it you know but i could see how quickly that could get you trashed yeah because margarita guy or nothing what was it now you don't like margaritas or I, you know what it's just not my thing i don't i don't really yeah. drink that stuff you know but mm -hmm. but this this stuff was really smooth and and the little bit that i had it, it almost like evaporates in your mouth nice you know so it almost like goes directly to your bloodstream immediately right really good, good stuff so then, uh, that was El Paso and, uh, I want to, uh, I want to send a shout out to, um, Robert Torres. He and his boys were out there at the airport waiting for us. <laughs> we got off the plane and, uh, you know, um, I was, you know, carrying some of the bags and stuff to the, to the shuttle van mm -hmm. and, and, uh, you know, these guys, there was about eight, eight of them standing outside there. And I got off the plane and Don was, you know, behind me and, and I figure, okay, they're all here to, you know, see Don and stuff. So I just took the bags to the, to the van and mm -hmm. uh, put all the things in. And then, you know, I went back for Don just to make sure he wasn't getting mobbed. And, right. and so Don was heading back the, toward me, toward the van. He goes, he goes, you better get over there. He says, your fans are over there asking for you. <laughs> just like I said, okay. So this is Robert and his boys and everybody was just Neely, Neely. It's good to see you, man. I listen to the show all the time. Great. Can I get some pictures? You know. So I took some pictures with them. Hmm. You know. So that was pretty cool to see those guys. And you know, they 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 they're hardcore, hardcore docking fans, hardcore CMS fans. Nice. So, so now you're the now you're their their profile shot on their Facebook. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, but it was fun to meet them. And then, uh, then, uh, you know, next morning onto another plane back to Dallas and then uh, down to Midland, Texas on Sunday. Okay. And, uh, again, very nice accommodations, uh, nice rooms, you know, good, good services, everything, you know, it, it was, uh, it was top notch. I, I gotta admit it was top notch. Everything was, uh, ran smoothly. Uh, sure. the shows went well, Don did better than he expected. He, you know, didn't really show any signs of weakness. 
Okay. You know, and I think he actually surprised himself. Well, that's good. Yeah. So the show in Midland, Texas was at an arena and, uh, you know, a lot of, lot of uh, oil workers out there, a lot of blue collar type people. All right. So uh, they all came out, you know, and they're, they're definitely the, the, you know, the salt of the earth type people work in the sure. oil, oil fields and whatnot. And, you know, this, this is not the time to uh, make, make a, a statement like, well, we played down there in Texas and those people are Republicans down there and they carry guns. We were scared for our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that. No, no. You weren't, you weren't afraid? No, I wasn't afraid. But uh, so it was cool to, you know, that show. And then uh, Monday, back on the plane again, back to Dallas. <laughs> and then uh, on the plane to Chicago, and I was home by Monday afternoon. So it was a whirlwind trip, eight, eight planes in four days. No, thank you. A uh, lot of little planes, a lot of little American Eagle jets. Yeah. You know, because we went into some of the smaller airports. Sure. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, overall it was good. It was fun hanging with John and, and Chris and BJ and, of course, Don and, you know, beating the fans and seeing George and Oni and Robbie Crane and Brian and, you know, everybody got got along. It seemed like a good time. Everybody had a real good time. So then I, I take it you'll do this again at some point? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, at some point on the tour, I'm sure you'll... You'll, you'll take another day or two off and go again, right? Well, I think I'll probably do that in October when they come over to the uh, Northfield. Okay. They're going to play here at the uh, Four Winds Casino, which is literally 30 minutes from my house. Okay. Then they're going to play, go up north into Michigan, which is like three hours north, and then they're going to come over to Northfield. So I guess that means I'm expected to go? It's a Sunday. I don't know why you wouldn't go. <laughs> I'm kidding. Because I'd have to leave my house. Yeah, that's true. But that's October, so this uh, coronavirus will probably be gone by then. Well, there might be another virus by then. Yeah, well, yeah, that is a few weeks before the election. we got to have some kind of a crisis to try to bring Trump down. Yeah, there there could be something. Yeah. Got to find another manufactured crisis. That's right. But overall, uh, good, good tour, good fun time. Um, everybody seemed to, you know, be in good spirits. Don's doing better. Um, you know, and as far as I know, I haven't heard anything, but their next show is in, um, St. Charles, Illinois, which is a Western suburb of Chicago. And that's that's on the 28th. So it's going to be canceled. I haven't heard one way or the other, not yet anyway. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's a couple weeks away, so I have no idea. Is that Saturday? It is a Saturday. So that was going to be the weekend you were okay. gone. All right. Well, tentatively, we'll have, oh, we'll have a, um, you know, some kind of show. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, if it gets canceled, I'll be here, obviously. If if you don't end up going to San Francisco, you know. Bob's canceled. Bob is canceled. Oh, already. he has already canceled it. Yep, Bob. Bob canceled. I didn't cancel. Bob I was did. not aware. But uh, if that show gets canceled, then it will just be business as normal. Yeah. And if not, maybe we'll do a music show or something. Yeah, we'll see. All the fans were pissed off last week that I just wouldn't do phone calls or requests. That's why? Why they wanted to talk to you? I guess. Did they well, have? They some, start, did they, they have something started, to say to you and John? They all started at the beginning of the show saying, "Are you taking phone calls? No. Are you taking requests?" No, I'm just not. 
that's your show, I, man. If that's what, how you want to run it, that's how you do it. I don't, I don't do that. I don't do callers and requests and all that shit. I hate that. Yeah. Hate it on this show, but you insist on doing it. It's <laughs> <laughs> no skin <laughs> off your back. Yeah, exactly. But no, no, I, last week was fine. I, I thought we did okay. Yeah, I thought I, so too. I listened to, I listened to uh, three episodes. Mm-hmm. And, we didn't. Uh, didn't, you didn't come back to a disaster like normal. <laughs> no, you guys did well. I thought you guys did uh, great with the uh, the audio levels and everything. I thought you know the subject material was good. You know, you guys had a good seemed to have a pretty good time. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was definitely all music based. I think we did what one story that wasn't music based right at the end when we talked about the the guy that got his ball bag ripped open. Yeah, a hook. Ooh. That was brutal. Right. Well, yeah, no, it was fun. It was, it was definitely fun. It was definitely weird. Me and John not drinking at the same time. Well, you know, it's, sometimes you got to lay off. Yeah. Well, but yep. That's all I got to say about that. Well, the, 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 <laughs> the fans, the fans seem to, you know, seem to like the show. I think. I think so. I had, I Maybe. didn't hear, I didn't hear anything to the contrary. Me either. And there was a couple nice things said about the show and you know, thanks. You know, it's what it is. It was an off show, but it was a decent one. So there you go. We gave you something. Yeah. You had a live. It's this pre-recorded. I heard, I heard you on your first segment there about, uh, the Saturday evening event or the main event. Saturday night's main and, event. And, and yeah. again with the whole, is this a pre-record? Of course. <laughs> Immediately it was, is this a pre-recorded show? Yeah. And I was, I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> this pre-record man and then everybody wonders why i'm in a bad mood for five and a half hours yeah (laughs) we still can't have the same camaraderie in the chat room if it's a pre-record man can't talk to each other if it's pre-recorded it's different when we know you're sitting there from when we think you're not sitting there yeah it's different man we just gotta know you're there man there's a different energy, man. <laughs> no, there's not. There's not a different energy. There's no difference in energy. It's still, we're not live now. We're, we're, I'm in Ohio. You're in fucking Chicago. Yeah. We're, we're barely live. You know, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're FaceTiming. Yeah. That's doing. <laughs> yeah. I, I did get, uh, I did get a couple of questions. How do you guys do that? Oh, it's, it's magic. How do you do that? Yeah. Now, Chris is in Ohio, right? Yeah. Well, how do you do that? Well, I drive in every week. <laughs> I drive to Chicago every week. Right. Do the show and drive home. Yeah. What we've been doing for seven years now. I just drive to Chicago once a week. Right. No, you, you fly your corporate jet over here. That's right. With all my millions. Yeah. Might have to reduce myself to driving now with this fucking coronavirus. Right. Tap my money. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the fans. Yep. The fans. Other than that, uh, you know, it was back to business as usual uh, this week for me. Just, you know, all right, I'm back. Mm-hmm. You know, I lived a whole different world for four days. Now I'm back to the normal thing. Yeah. Back to, back to slaving to the grind. More or less. Yep. More or less. So, uh, 
anyway, other than that, I, I, I had a, I had an eventful weekend. Uh, you guys did a great job with the show last week. Uh, it was fun to, you know, get out there and shake a few hands. I wasn't afraid of the coronavirus. Uh, and now we're back. <laughs> but, but John, uh, John was a little concerned. I'm sure he was. He was purelling and cleaning his phone and purelling and cleaning his phone and wiping down the seats in the plane. And, you know, it's like John. Using, condom, using condoms for socks. <laughs> so sure doesn't like, anything on his feet or anything. I was like, John, take it easy. You're going to be fine. <laughs> take it easy. You're going to be fine. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was fun hanging out with him. So you, you talked to him this week. I did. Yeah, he seemed to say that it was that he had a good time this week. He's he didn't have any nastiness to say about Mr. Lynch, and that was good. Yeah, well, you yeah. know they they got along. Actually, uh, after the show was over on, uh, I think the the El Paso show, uh, John and George were in a very very deep conversation about guitars and you know styles and gear and all kinds of stuff. Well, it has been 20 whatever years at this point. It's probably time to be, even if George still has some anger about it, it's probably time to be over it. Yeah, George, you know, actually, to be honest with you, um, you know, I, I've I've run into George probably a dozen times over the years. And obviously yeah. he's been on this show numerous times. Mm -hmm. But this is actually the first time in all the times that I've ever interacted with George. Right. He was actually very chatty and cordial and talkative right because i you know i've run into him at like nam or or you know at a clinic or obviously when when he did the shows and he was just very kind of very standoffish right but this time he was actually very chatty oh that's good yeah he was very sociable so i was just like okay this is a different george yeah guess Dude. you did you see this picture? Somebody actually found a picture of a guy using a condom as a sock. <laughs> All you have to do is just say something uh, like that and somebody can find it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Doc in 2020. You see it? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, all you have to do is just say something and somebody can find it. Yeah, good one, Doc, in 2020. You made me laugh tonight. That's hilarious. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> now, who who's the hottie in the in the dress below? That's um, Linda Cardellini. I don't know who she is. Who is she? She was on ER, and she was Velma on the Scooby-Doo movie. Okay, see, I never watched either one of those. I know her from ER. She was hot as Fuck on yeah, ER. Yeah, I never watched ER. And she's got a great ass. Looks great in scrubs. Oh, she's a little hottie. Okay. Yeah, she looks, she's cute. Yeah, she's, she's a good one. Yeah, I don't, don't know her, but, uh, you know, I'll take your, take your word for it. Yeah, I don't know what else she's done. I'm sure she's done a bunch of other shit, but, but I know her from ER and as Velma from Scooby-Doo. Okay. And, and you've seen the Scooby-Doo movie? No. But you knew that though. I just know it from pictures. Okay. Looking her up on my way to, when you look up Linda Cardellini fappening, sometimes you get regular pictures in with the nudes. Okay. <laughs> I've seen her as Velma. That's how I know. All right. Well, again, I'll just take your word for it. 
I'm not, I'm not a big on the whole celebrity thing. You know, I, no, I, I don't know that many, uh, you know, celebrities. I know when we just, when we go for you to name celebrity women, you're like, Anne Margaret, <laughs> you go back to like the sixties and shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, you, but, you like stopped watching in the like 1981 or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, you know, again, I, I've probably seen a lot of these people, but to know them sure. by name, don't yeah. care. You're like, who's hot? Mariel Hemingway? Yeah. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> seen a, no. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of hot girls in my life, but to know oh, them yeah. by name. Yeah. yeah well, it's kind of the, the creed everybody wants to go by. Nobody really wants to know their name. Yeah. Just want to see them. Yep. I hear you. All right. What do you say we take a break? All right. I got a request for some Slayer. All right. Uh, we're going to play uh, Epidemic. Nice. <laughs> so, so he, why don't you follow that with him accepts Pandemic right after it? Okay, we'll do it. There you go. All right. For those of you who are afraid uh, and, um, you know, don't have any way of uh, having coping skills or mechanisms to deal with a, uh, a uh, manufactured crisis. Mm-hmm. Here's some Slayer for you. Epidemic. Exclusively here. On your classic metal show. All right. This is Tom Mariah Slayer. You're listening to The Classic Metal Show. 